Hi, my name is Kevin McQuillan, and the following pre-recorded conversations are my attempt to make sense of the human experience through the practice of yoga. I hope you enjoy. Just as a reminder, the class focuses on stomach and gallbladder. And the reason we're focused in on this region of the body is because this is where anxiety is held. And your relationship to anxiety in some sense is held in this particular parts of your body, these parts of your body, stomach and gallbladder. It's an interesting topic to explore, your relationship to anxiety. And there's lots of reasons to be anxious, but there's certain key reasons why you're anxious. Some of you just said it out loud a couple minutes ago. One of the fundamental reasons why we become anxious is because we're telling ourselves the wrong story. And telling ourselves the wrong story can lead us into tragedy really quite easily. And the idea is to prevent that. We can live out a story of suffering and tragedy quite easily in our lives. And it's easy to choose because there's lots of reasons to support us suffering as a human being. You could easily argue that life is suffering. All you do is have to look at your life to see the examples of that. Then the idea is to break it down and what's causing you suffering in your life and what's the story that's wrapped around it and you have one. And so my conversation this morning is about the story that you tell yourself. That the consideration is that you're telling yourself the wrong story. And the idea is to start telling yourself the right story. And there's a part of you that does not want to tell you the right story, doesn't want to generate the right story. Because the part of you that is deeply committed to suffering doesn't want that for you. And so what I'm getting at is that there is a part of you that feels that you deserve to suffer. That is very challenging to hold and to confront, but there is that part of you that's deeply committed to suffering and that you don't deserve good things in your life. All you do is have to pause and listen to yourself for like three minutes to understand what I'm speaking to you, speaking about in this conversation. That's why the practice of yoga can be so difficult. One of those arms of yoga is meditation. Very difficult practice to embrace because what you're left with is you. And have you tried to spend time with yourself? <laughs> it's very complex. And what you'll start to notice is that you don't like yourself that much. That's the wrong story. It's a blistering story that has been around for quite some time that you know very well. You could say it's been around longer than you. The story of suffering. I mentioned today, yesterday, your relationship to shame has been around much longer than you. And same with your story of suffering. It's much longer. It has much more life and experience than you as the human being, the individual. Much of these things are passed down to us in our lineage. That's why they're so strong. We could easily tell, continue to tell the wrong story 
into our future and pass that story down to those that follow. And so the attempt is to stop doing that, which is an honorable attempt, very difficult, but honorable nonetheless. And so what I'm about to share with you is relevant to you because you're a human being. And that's my attempt is to speak about human experiences that are relevant to each of us. And so up on the board are some distinctions. The wrong story, the story of misery, one that anchors shame and produces anxieties is the wrong story to tell yourself. Our relationship to shame supports anxiety. We can be in an anxious state. Anxiety is a marker of internal disunity, of narrative, a narrative that strengthens a negative self-view, which you have. We often try to hide that, the way we actually see ourselves, which is in some sense comical. (laughs) It's one of the ways in which we actually can bond and find common ground is through our negative self-view because we all have it. And we all pretend that we don't. That's the absurdity in some sense of being a human being. It's a depressing story that will leave you cowardly, weak, and depraved. And that is true. And you know yourself in that state. How often, who knows? But you know how intoxifying it is, intoxicating it is. It's consuming and sometimes all too consuming. In such a state, you have less energy to constrain. And constrain what? You. And all your systems and drives, all your subpersonalities, the thousand voices that live within. We have to constrain ourselves. That is very important that we have the capacity to do that. Otherwise, we just blow out. And we have a tendency of blowing out where we're weakest physically. And as a result, more unresolved internal issues reveal themselves. And all of a sudden, we're dealing with multiple problems all at the same time. And that can crush us. And sometimes it does. Multiple complexities playing out at the same time can crush us. We want to be weary of that and do our best to constrain what we have to constrain so we're not dealing with multiple complexities all at the same time. More exposure equals greater social judgment, which deepens shame and strengthens a negative self-view. We can be very awkward very quickly. We can become that, especially when we're dealing with various different complexities playing out at the same time. We get weird and awkward and become very difficult to be with in social settings. And what lives in all that is the wrong story to tell her. Why did I do that? Why are you so stupid? You shouldn't have said that. Or you should have said that. Don't do that again. Stop going out. Nobody likes you anyways. You're failing. All the stories we can tell ourselves. And so it's very easy to tell ourselves the wrong story. So much so that we are against ourselves. 
a particular perspective that we have is something like, I'm in love, not enough, flawed, not whole, whatever you tell yourself, and therefore I deserve to suffer. The story you tell yourself at times supports this perspective that you deserve to suffer, the very reason why you continuously choose to suffer. The reinforcement, others are doing better than me. I am behind in some way. Everybody looks like they're doing pretty good. People are smiling. They have a home. They look nourished. Looks like they have friends. They laugh sometimes. <laughs> they're doing way better than me because I don't feel that way. I'm struggling. The result, shame, anxiety, self-abandonment, and suffering. The wrong story supports all of that, how we start abandoning ourselves. And you know how you do that. Nobody knows that better than you, how you abandon yourself. I told you yesterday about a particular relationship that I don't necessarily like speaking about that has been a source of shame in my life for many years, a past romantic relationship. What I started to discover is that I no longer respected who I was in that relationship and it was debilitating. I got to the point where I was disgusted with myself because I felt so puny, which is a weird word, but like puny. And I was puckered up and muted in various different ways. And I did that to myself. I don't blame anybody for that. I did that to myself. I modeled that experience. That was taught to me. That I adopted and carried forth in relationship. The, the model in my life was my father. I saw what that practice that he had did for him in his relationships and I embraced it myself. That relationship <sighs> I tolerated mistreatment and abuse for sure. The story I was telling myself was the wrong story. The story I was telling myself is that I did not deserve good things and therefore I deserved to be in this relationship suffering and being punished for who I was. It was the perfect environment to reinforce the wrong story. Even though that relationship ended, I carried that story with me. What it led to was anticipatory anxiety. Expecting the same thing to happen again. Which is very difficult because the source of that, the way in which I saw it, my wrong story was through women. 
And so women became a threat. That was a problem. There's a lot of women in this world. <laughs> and I have a lot of women in my life, present company included. And that became a very big problem in my life. To start seeing women as a threat and anticipating that mistreatment was coming my way. That's not the experience I wanted to have any longer. It's been very difficult for me to unwind because the story is, has been around longer than me. It was passed down to me for sure. How long has it been around? I have no idea, but it's been around a very long time and I'm doing my best to unwind that experience and that story so I don't pass it along. And so I can suffer less in my life. And an element to that is how I speak to myself. That is so key and it is so critical for each of us because we can be unconscious to how we speak to ourselves. And the level of tolerance we have in our listening for a story, this story, and the tragedy that comes along with it. And so I have a question for you. What's the wrong story that you've been telling yourself? How do you wrap that up in like one, two, three words, something like that? Thank you. I have a yeah, but monster. You have a yeah, what? Yeah, but. Yeah, but. A yeah, but monster. Okay. Yeah, but. Thank you for that. What is the tale that you've been telling yourself that has caused you some challenges along the way? Not good enough. Thank you for that. Everyone's against me. Thank you for that. Okay. You have things that are more important than me. Okay. So everything is more important than you. Okay. Sometimes. Sometimes. Yeah, right. Very good. Yeah. This isn't all the time. Sometimes. Who else? What do you got? What do you tell yourself at times that's blistering and the wrong story to tell yourself? Very thing you don't want to say out loud. Not good enough to be loved. Thank you for that. It's your fault. Mm -hmm. When you tell yourself such a tale, it's not just one statement. It's all the examples in your past that come along with it. All the systems and drives, you as a being, come along with it. It's very forceful, very influential. When it visits, how are you left feeling? What's the emotional state you find yourself in when you tell yourself such a tale? Sad? Thank you. Alone? Thank you. Anybody else? Minimize. Thank you. Trap. Mm -hmm. Inconsolable. Thank you. Too much. Too much. Okay. 
we can turn into quite the challenge. We can do that all on our own. Where we barely, barely can stand being with ourselves. And often demand that others be with us in that state. Not all the time, but certainly at times. And how difficult we create relationships for other people. We can do that. The stories we tell ourselves not only are blistering, but they lead us into being troublemakers in our relationships until there's no relationships left. You already know what that feels like because you've been through it. And so I'm sharing with this with you to put it in perspective so you can look at your life, to notice what you're up against, and it's you, for sure. And the ability to counter this story is essential. There is a necessity to do such a thing, and it is your responsibility to do that. Nobody can do that for you. Nobody. And to be able to embark on telling yourself a new story. So you rely on the old story, the wrong story, last. It's not going anywhere. Because it's not a story. It's you. You have become your story. That's what's so interesting about being a human being. But what we can start to do is to tell ourselves a new tale, a new story. I could imagine one of the reasons why you're here. It's a key element to healing. You may not convince that you're worthy of telling yourself a new story, but so what? You have to convince yourself of that. That's the practice of yoga in some sense. That you're doing something valuable for yourself. An advanced practice is having the capacity to acknowledge and appreciate, love yourself, develop self-respect for yourself on your mat. That's an advanced practice. It's very challenging. If, you try, if you've tried it, you know what I'm speaking about, to speak sweetly to yourself on your mat. Hi. So this conversation turned Good. So every morning I'm like, wake up, Mm-hmm. <laughs> I guess we have to try to do this like we Yeah, I mean you Well, you could take it even deeper that you hate your job when you say that to yourself every morning. Which is a tough story to be in. More accurately, it's something like you hate yourself for being in a job that you don't like. That's more accurate. And it's more blistering. And that'll erode your character. And that's what you want to watch out for. So much so that you'll have no strength left and therefore you'll simply stay in the job. I'm not suggesting you'll do that. Right, but I think it's hard. Mm -hmm. Yep. And you could reinvent your experience. I mean, you could stay in the same job and just reinvent your experience in it. That's possible. But the focus has to be you and what you're tolerating in your job that creates such an unpleasant experience. Seem reasonable? Thanks for sharing. The right story. 
The story of hope and meaning is the right story to be telling yourself. Not the story that you deserve to suffer as a result of where you've been, who you've been, and the life you've had. That's an old story. You cannot allow your story to remain weak. It's an ethical crime to remain in this state, an ethical crime against you to remain in this state where you are depleting yourself, weakening yourself over and over. An element to recovering yourself is to knit your story back together and you're knitting yourself back together through your story. The wrong story has weakened you. You have to knit yourself back together to strengthen yourself and that happens through the stories in which you tell yourself. Therefore, you must have a story that strengthens your character by leveraging your potential to set your misery straight. Oh, and you're a miserable human being. When you're in your wrong story, that is for sure. You have to leverage your potential. You have potential, otherwise you wouldn't be here. Would not be allowed if you had no potential. And so understand the potential that you have, which is immense. And to waste it is the ethical crime. To be so anchored in your past that you continuously relive it. The very narrative necessary to activate, to actualize your potential in your life, to actualize your potential, which is immense. People need you. You know that. The world needs you. You're in a crisis. We're all in a crisis. The world is in a crisis. <laughs> That's easy to see. One of the key elements to healing is to pull yourself out of the wrong story. It's a grinding practice. It is not easy. It takes everything that you are for that to unfold and to uncover yourself and your potential. And I continue to encourage your, you, I continue to encourage you to do that here, to take the risks you need to make and to take the risks you need to take. Do not wait. It's amazing you speak up. It's amazing that you're here. I'm always astounded by hearing people's stories and what you've been through, and yet you're still here. It is unbelievable to me. How you're here, I have no idea. <sighs> but I'm so glad that you are. You have such a rich story to tell. You have the capacity to help other people that are in crisis through your own story. That's why these set settings are so meaningful to me because that's the possibility that we can help each other through telling our own stories. It's remarkable. It is not easy <laughs> being a human being, that is for sure. It's better to do it with other people. Very reason why we have to be masterful in relationships.
One of the ways to do that is to tell the right story. So you can position yourself in relationships. And so I have a question for you. You already know how you speak to yourself, which is deflating in some sense. And that's not all the time. And there are times where you speak very kindly to yourself. And so what is the right story to tell yourself moving forward? What is the affirmation, the acknowledgement, the appreciation that you can wrap in language and start listening to more? What does that sound like out there? Thank you. What is this thought you have? saying about the wrong story, it was hard for me to identify the wrong story because I couldn't see the true story. Mm-hmm. And so in writing out as honestly as I could the truth, it helped me to identify the wrong in it. Mm-hmm. And then it helped me to further find the right. Mm-hmm. And so I think there's an element, you know, sometimes we don't even know the wrong story we're telling ourselves because mm-hmm. we, it takes a lot of work to be honest enough to find the wrong in it. Well said. Well said. Thanks for saying that. When's the memoir dropping? (laughs) To be determined. Okay. Yeah, good for you. Well done. It's incredible. What's this story that you can tell yourself that's the right story? A compliment, a word, an affirmation. What is it? You'll need it on your mat. Otherwise, the wrong story will visit you. What is this story? Thank you so much. Uh, Your sensitivity is a superpower. Hmm. Nice. Your sensitivity is a superpower. I like that. That's like a (laughs) t-shirt. I am strong. True. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Who else? What else? I am love. Truth. Who else out there? Keep offering you opportunities to be vulnerable. To speak out. You're right on time? Hmm, very nice. Hmm. Okay. Beautiful. I promise to take care of you. Yeah. Really nice. Thank you. I'm sure you have the capacity to take care of other people. Do you do that? I'm sure you do. And sister says you do. I'm asking that because you already have the practice. Because you do it for other people. So it's not foreign to you. It's about redirecting it. Oxygen mask on us first. Yeah, very good. Thanks for that. Thanks for sharing. This practice in front of you can be very meaningful if you use it that way. It's an opportunity to choose you. 
to choose yourself. It's a hell of a commitment. It's profound, not easy, necessary for sure, and has to be pursued consistently over and over. It's easy to miss ourselves. You ready for this practice? Stomach and gallbladder, having the capacity to confront your anxiety and the source of it. So nice to be with you. Mm, mm, mm. The courage in this room is profound. Let's practice. You need one block. 